0: Our church's worship is pretty formal, but I prefer Holy Spirit-led worship. Such was a comment I overheard once by a young evangelical describing his church's worship service, illustrating a very common perception by many evangelicals today. If the Holy Spirit actively works in worship, the results will be something extraordinary, an experience quenched by too much form and order. But this expectation appears in more than just worship. If you were to ask the average Christian today what our expectations should be regarding how the Holy Spirit works, I believe most Christians would answer something like this. If the Holy Spirit is actively working, his work will be evidenced by some sort of extraordinary experience, intense feelings, inner promptings, miraculous gifts, or even visible manifestations. As that representative list illustrates, this expectation takes a variety of forms, but likely the most prevalent form of this expectation revolves around worship. Arguably, the default expectation of contemporary evangelical worshipers is that the Holy Spirit works in worship in such a way so as to create an extraordinary experience, well expressed in the popular worship song by Brian and Katie Torwalt. Many theologians and authors who have helped to shape contemporary evangelical worship embody a theology of the Holy Spirit's primary work as that of making God's presence known. For example, Wayne Grudem argues, quote, The work of the Holy Spirit is to manifest the active presence of God in the world, and especially the church. It seems that one of his primary purposes in the New Covenant age, Grudem continues, is to manifest the presence of God to give indications that make the presence of God known. To be in the Holy Spirit is really to be in an atmosphere of God's manifested presence. Zach Hicks agrees, The Holy Spirit has an agenda in manifesting his presence to us. Bob Coughlin believes that, There are times, of course, when we become unexpectedly aware of the Lord's presence in an intense way. A sudden wave of peace comes over us. An irrepressible joy rises up from the depths of our soul. None of us, Coughlin insists, should be satisfied with our present experience of the Spirit's presence and power. This expectation is certainly not new. Theologians such as John Owen and Jonathan Edwards addressed the religious enthusiasts of their day. However, the contemporary iteration is rooted in a Pentecostal theology of the Holy Spirit's work. In their insightful, concise history of contemporary worship, Lovin' on Jesus, Hong Lim and Lester Ruth convincingly demonstrate that Pentecostalism, with its, quote, revisioning of a New Testament emphasis upon the active presence and ministry of the Holy Spirit, unquote, is one of five key sources of contemporary worship. They suggest that, quote, Pentecostalism's shaping of contemporary worship has been both through its own internal development and through an influencing of other Protestants in worship piety and practice, unquote, including the following ways its theology has shaped contemporary worship one, mainstreaming the desire to be physical and expressive in worship, two, highlighting intensity as a liturgical virtue. Three, a certain expectation of experience to the forms of contemporary worship. And four, a musical sacramentality that raises the importance of the worship set as well as the musicians leading this set. They explain, quote, Pentecostalism contributed contemporary worship's sacramentality. That is, both the expectation that God's presence could be encountered in worship and the normal means by which this encounter would happen, creating an expectation for encountering God active and present through the Holy Spirit. Daniel Albrecht agrees, The presence of the Holy Spirit then is fundamental to a Pentecostal perspective of worship. The conviction that the Spirit is present in worship is one of the deepest beliefs in a Pentecostal liturgical vision. The expectancy of the Spirit's presence is often palpable in the liturgy. Their liturgical rites and sensibilities encourage becoming consciously present to God even as God's presence is expected to become very real in worship, Monique M. Ingalls agrees with this assessment after her 10-year study, 2007-2017, of contemporary worship in several different settings. She notes the connection between centrality of contemporary worship music and the desire of worshipers to experience, quote, a personal encounter with God during congregational singing, unquote. Indeed, an expected experience of the Holy Spirit's active presence is often directly tied to music, specifically to the flow of the emotional expressiveness of the worship music. Hicks suggests, quote, Part of leading a worship service's flow involves keeping the awareness of God's real abiding presence before his worshipers. As all of the elements of worship pass by, the one constant, the true flow, is the presence of the Holy Spirit himself, unquote. This kind of flow, according to Hicks, quote, lies in understanding and guiding your worship service's emotional journey, unquote quote, grouping songs in such a way that they flow together, worship leader Carl Tuttle explains, is essential to a good worship experience, unquote. The goal and expectation of any worship service, according to Barry Griffing, quote, is to bring the congregational worshipers into a corporate awareness of God's manifest presence, unquote. James Stephen notes, quote, by investing heavily in particular signs of the Spirit's presence, such as ecstatic physical patterns of behavior, church members define the spirit by the empirical measurement of particular phenomena, which, if absent, imply that the spirit has not, quote-unquote, turned up. For Pentecostals and other continuationists, this expectation includes miraculous gifts such as tongues and prophecy. But even for other evangelicals who do not hold to a continuationist position on miraculous gifts, the default expectation is that the Holy Spirit will manifest God's presence in other extraordinary ways, such as a heightened experience of emotional euphoria. Thus, worship in which the Holy Spirit is directly active is often necessarily connected with spontaneity and freedom of form. Worship that is structured and regulated is the opposite of quote-unquote spirit-led worship in this view. As Lim and Ruth note, most contemporary worship, impacted as it is by this understanding of the Holy Spirit's work in worship, considers, quote, extemporaneity as a mark of worship that is true, and of the Holy Spirit, that is, worship in spirit and truth, John 4, 24. This view of extemporaneity, they note, has been held widely within free church ways of worship, unquote. What Albrecht observes of Pentecostal worship has become the standard expectation for most of evangelicalism. Quote, In the midst of radical receptivity, an encounter with the Holy Spirit may occur. Pentecostals envision such encounters as integral to the worship experience. While an overwhelming or overpowering experience of or in the Spirit is neither rare nor routine for a particular Pentecostal worshiper, The experiential dimension of worship is fundamental. The liturgical vision sees God as present in the service. Consequently, Pentecostals reason that a direct experience of God is a normal expectation." This expectation is clearly embodied in charismatic theology, but even with more moderate charismatics or non-charismatics who have been what I describe as Pentecostalized, There is a certain expectation that in a worship service, the Holy Spirit of God will manifest himself in some observable, tangible way. And if we don't feel something intense, if we don't have an authentic experience, then something is wrong. This theology of worship began in Pentecostalism, but it has now expanded to other groups who would not necessarily affirm Pentecostal theology.